You're listening to the Rundown from Annenberg Media. It's Friday, February 14th, 2020. I'm Yuki Liang. If you've ever attended a USC game or event, the crowd is flooded with red and yellow. But did you know that USC's official colors are not actually red and yellow? Stay tuned after the briefing, and we'll tell you what they really are. USC Dornsife held a town hall meeting in Mathaw to discuss its findings for the USC Cultural Values Poll. This is one of several meetings taking place on campus where students, faculty, and staff are encouraged to share their thoughts on campus culture. Reporter Jay Won Jung has the story. I've also seen the frustration and the pain many of you have expressed around the controversies and the scandals. That was the voice of President Fultz in a video shown at today's Cultural Values Town Hall meeting. This past year, USC was involved in a college admission scandal that inevitably transformed the campus culture. Back in October, over 20,000 faculty members, staff, and students participated in a poll to assert their opinions on current culture and values at USC. During the presentation, Fultz said, I'm committed to taking meaningful action to focusing on better communication, to supporting the development of leaders. Folt defines this new plan as the USC culture journey. According to the USC website, the culture journey is being implemented so that, quote, we can form the basis of a new culture at USC with authenticity. For Annenberg Media, I'm Jaywon Jung. A Boston federal judge has passed the harshest sentence yet to a parent involved in the Varsity Blues college admission scandal. Joshua Chang reports on the latest developments. Last Friday, former investment firm CEO Douglas Hodge was sentenced to nine months in prison. It is the heftiest sentence in the Varsity Blues admission scandal yet. Hodge paid organizer admission scandal mastermind Rick Singer $850,000 to bribe coaches to get four of his seven children in as fake athletic recruits. Two of them got into USC and the other two into Georgetown. Hodge pled guilty in October on two counts, money laundering conspiracy and conspiracy to commit mail and wire fraud and honest services mail and wire fraud. Prosecutors have called for a two-year sentence, describing him as, quote, among the most culpable parents charged for his repeated involvement in the scam. The defense cited Hodge's donations to charity totaling over $30 million in the same period of time as proof that he merited a more lenient sentence. Hodge had funded an orphanage in Cambodia and donated to help underprivileged students to get a better education. Federal Judge Nathaniel Gordon said he planned to sentence Hodge to a year in prison, but gave him a, quote, discount for these actions. For Annenberg Media, I am Joshua Chang. Federal prosecutors also released the falsified crew resume that helped Olivia Jade genuinely secure her admission into USC. The fake resume highlights Olivia's rowing career as an accomplished coxswain. Annenberg Media reached out to former USC crew team member Madeline Attili for her perspective on the resume's legitimacy. It's crazy because it looked really similar to mine because a lot of the races that she said she'd raced in were races I actually competed in in high school. Having a resume like that would have reflected a high school career that came with a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice, and a lot of practice. And there are so many coxswains out there that work so hard to get those few spots on a college recruited team. The next time Laughlin is expected to be back in court is February 27th and May 2nd. 
According to the Associated Press, prosecutors are hoping for an October trial date for Laughlin, Giannulli, and others charged in the admission scandals. The Westboro Baptist Church is known for its hateful rhetoric towards the LGBTQ community and various religious and political groups. When members of the said church came to protest at USC, student activists showed up in force and staged a counter-protest. Juan Vega de Soto has the story. Members of the Westboro Baptist Church came to USC's campus on Monday morning as part of an effort to picket schools in Los Angeles. Their group consisted of four or five protesters, amongst them children. USC students supporting LGBTQ rights met them with a protest of their own, chanting and standing together against a church that preaches anti-queer propaganda. According to an eyewitness, around 50 or 60 people showed up to counter-protest the church supporters. USC student Tahira Beg was there this morning and shares her experience. I mean, I, a lot of people that were sharing stories today, you know, spoke about trauma that they've experienced. Um, and I, you always receive strength from that. I mean, everything that you go through, any difficulty you go through, you receive strength from that. So I think there were a lot of, I mean, there was just a lot of empowered people in that group today. The picket was planned for 40 minutes, according to their website, but church members left early. Passerby show their support for the counter-protesters by honking car horns and fist-bumping them. For Annenberg Media, I'm Juan Vega de Soto. Now, let's take a look at what's going on on campus. February is Black History Month. Celebrate it with your fellow Trojans. The USC Center for Black Cultural and Student Affairs is presenting a Spoken Justice event on Thursday, February 20th from 6 to 8 p.m. The event will be at Tommy's Place in the Ronald Tudor Campus Center. It'll feature dynamic spoken word performances and engaging panel discussions around social justice, equity, and inclusion. There are also other Black History Month events happening across USC's campuses throughout this month. To find more information, go to the USC events calendar website. Hey Trojans, when was the last time you got a good night's sleep? When we have a lot going on, sometimes we forget that sleep is so important. The Student Health Center is hosting a sleep skills workshop on Wednesday, February 19th from 11 to 12. The goal of this workshop is to help you learn about sleep hygiene, ways to improve your sleep, and how to catch up on all those things. To register, go to the USC Student Health website. Now, it's time for Children's House. When USC was founded in 1880, the official color of the university was gold. Each of the schools within the university had its own color. The School of Theology had purple, the School of Agriculture had olive green, etc. The School of Liberal Arts, now known as Dornsife School of Arts, Letters, and Sciences, was represented by a crimson red. In 1895, University President George W. White wanted to make things easier by legally combining the College of Liberal Arts and the overall University of Southern California into one organization. The colors, consequently, were also combined. But why cardinal and gold? That is not explained. I haven't been able to find that anywhere. That was university historian Claude Zachary, who spent the day researching this question for me. While he couldn't find the answer, he did, however, have some convincing speculation. USC's official flower is the California poppy, 
which also happens to be the state's official flower. Is the gold color a coincidence? I think not. The, the poppy had some kind of um, significance as far as lending its kind of orange-gold color. Or maybe the mighty sun that shines over Southern California's Golden Coast was the inspiration. As the sun sets slowly in the west, the, the gold of the sun is casting over all of uh, you know our, our golden landscape. We can guess all we want, but the true reasoning behind the cardinal and gold will remain a mystery for now. For Annenberg Media, I'm Alana Bracken. That's it for this Friday, February 14, 2020. And if you're looking for more news, be sure to download Annie, Annenberg's new news app. From all of us at Annenberg Media, Happy Valentine's Day. I'm Yuki Liang.